2: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on V the Sports Betty Network.
3: two of the nightcap here on vson alongside Super Bowl champion sean king i am tim murray hope to be joined momentarily by our good friend cody decker talk some major league baseball opening day just around the corner minor league baseball opening day was today we had some uh some of the prospects getting out there by the way denver and uh san antonio denver you need to pick it up here down 12 we're down six Thought we had this one sean yeah yeah not working out so well. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, the Nuggets in-game plus 7.5 took a little bit on the money line as well. We'll see if they can uh, bring it on back here. The Lakers and the Suns right now. Lakers leading 17-16. Closed as 12.5-point favorites. If the Spurs win and the Lakers lose, the Lakers are donezo uh, for the season. At least for the postseason, that is. And then uh, update on... Your stradamas play there, we're sir? We're still at 0-0,
4: zero, zero, but I am sweating a play for my boy. So, my boy had the great idea. Uh, we might, may or may not have had, you know, some bourbons, high end. Um, to last night, he said he was taking the Avs, who are the underdog, and playing them on the reverse puck line, minus one and a half. He was taking the Predators, who were the underdog, and playing them on the reverse puck line, minus one and a half, and then playing the Stars, who were the favorite, on the puck line. As straight straight bets? As a three-team parlay. He bet a hundred. Nashville won 6-2. Yes, to win eight grand. He just texted me, look at the Stars game. The Stars are up 3-2 with two minutes left. (laughs) I think the Islanders just pulled a goalie. (laughs) So, if he can get an empty netter, so let's root for my homeboy, Rico. Let's root for him. All right, Rico. Oh, it's going. It's going. Oh, it just missed. Polling for Rico because. That it, ain't a bad night. Colorado. you to win eight grand. That's not a bad night. Yeah. I hope I'm that, not advocating I it. Hope, I I'm hope just, it comes home for Rico. but Listen, I'm just relaying one of the stories of one of the good people that reside here in the great city of Las Vegas. It's
3: a great, It's great, but he would have went minimum two and one with two really plus money bets.
4: Okay, fine. I, don't
3: be – Go Dallas. Get, get out of your – Go Dallas. All right. Well, while we uh, cheer on Rico's bet, let's bring in Cody Decker. I just tweeted out a picture of Cody looking just tremendous. He is in a arena. handsome guy, man. It's, it's minor league baseball opening day, Reno uh, – uh, Uh, Cody, so I had to tweet out just a glorious picture of you when you were playing for the Reno Aces. How how was life in Reno? I've
2: got a friend who lives up there.
3: It seems like a nice town.
2: Pleasant little town. Very nice. Midtown. A lot of good restaurants. Good breakfast spots. Two chicks. Two chicks. Restaurant over there in in Midtown, man. Reno, sneaky place. Cold. 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 Very cold. There was... um...
3: There was uh, no one cares. I was going to say there's a restaurant that I went to. I can't remember the name. So it's going to be real helpful for the people listening across the country (laughs) about this Italian place. It was like on a small back road in in Reno, but great lasagna. Okay. Moving forward. uh, The New York Mets, Cody. We always talk about the New York Mets. Jacob deGrom is hurt. Max Scherzer is hurt. Uh, Are they going to end up overpaying for someone like Chris Paddock? Are they going to panic? What should the level of worry be for New York Mets fans right now?
2: I think the level of worry should be exactly where it should be. I think it's very appropriate for where New York Mets fans are feeling because it just feels all too familiar of the past 50 years of being a Mets fan. It's just the way it goes. You root for the Mets, you get what you pay for, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I played for the Mets for one season. I think they're a lovely organization, but as I've been saying all over the country, death, taxes, and the Mets collapse in August.
4: Yeah, Cody. I think I'm just gonna bet one unit on the Nationals money night, all four games, oh. <laughs> and I'm probably sure I'll come out ahead. Um, I wouldn't do
2: that. Don't do that one. Um, I, I would suggest that if you want to do that with anyone else in the NL East, maybe, maybe I'd even say, hey, the Marlins, you've got a shot. They got Alcantara on that team. That's a that's actually a young and up and coming team. But the Nationals. No,
4: no, Sean, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, they don't know they're bad yet. So I figured oh. now was the they best time. They went 67
3: to... and 95 last year. They know they suck.
4: But Sean, the manager's not saying we're going 69 again. They're like, Sean, this is our year. They suck. John, they know they're bad. Oh, They, know they it.
2: They're, they're they're well aware that they're they're <laughs> not they're not good. They yeah. they know what's happening. Right now they're just doing everything they can to keep Juan Soto because Juan Soto is going to be the best player in all of Major League Baseball. Right now he's already top 3 at at worst. Um, Yeah, but right now, I think the Mets, they're in trouble because quite frankly, the Phillies restocked quite a bit. I'm a little surprised that the Phillies didn't go and get themselves another arm or a bullpen arm. I think they lost out on Craig Kimbrell to the Los Angeles Dodgers. What a huge trade that was for them over there. But uh, yeah, the Mets are in quite a snake pit over there because they're they're not only having to deal with the Phillies who are quite good, they don't only have to deal with the Marlins who's an up-and-coming franchise right now who are young and powerful, but they got to deal with the defending World Series champion, Bray, who I've been saying all along is far better right now than they were last year when they won the World Series.
3: Yeah, and, and that's a, that's a great segue. It's almost like you do this for a living because I wanted to ask you about the Braves. They trade for Olson. We had Tim Kirkshen in studio. What was that December? And he was just drooling over Matt Olson, not literally. That would be weird. But he was he was very excited about Matt Olson when he was in Oakland. Now he goes and gets this big time deal in Atlanta. They're plus 120 at DraftKings to win the division. Is that a proper price? Do you think the Braves are the rightful favorite? And would you take a little plus money swing on the Braves to win the NL East?
2: I would take a little plus money swing on the Braves. I think I'd put a little flyer on that right now. I think they're the best team in that division. They have the best pitching staff. They have not only the best pitching staff, this is actually the most important thing, because on paper, they don't necessarily have the best pitching staff, but they have the healthiest Pitching staff, and that's going to be enormous right now going into this season. This was a, you know, kind of a shortened spring training. I was a little worried about the health of the arms going into this season, kind of like last season. Keep in mind, this has been an odd couple of years when it comes to pitchers' workload. They had that 60 game season, then going into a full workload again, and everybody got hurt. Now, this is the year that everything's supposed to balance out, but right now, a lot of guys are going down. So, right now, the Braves are young, they're healthy, spearheaded by who is my current pick for the future. Cy Young Award winner Max Freed.
4: Nice. You know the end of last regular season, the NL East was kind of one of the most fascinating races, just the back and forth and Bryce Harper and that Phillies, you know, crew that they look potent at the play. What's your take on Philadelphia's chances this upcoming season?
2: Offensively, Sean, they are probably one of the best teams in Major League Baseball, with the exception, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have the best offense I've ever seen at ever, ever, never, never before have I seen this. My God. But right now, yeah, the Phillies, their offense is killer. You mentioned Harper two-time MVP right now. They got Nick Cassianos, Nick Cassianos, by the way, is my pick this season for it to be the 2022 MVP. And there's some Ooh. pretty good odds on it right now. Check the books where you can find it. I, I got it at a uh, 30 to one all uh, earlier today, but I really like Nick Cassianos, a huge pickup, not to mention Kyle Schwarber in a Phillies uniform in that bam box of a stadium, Back with his best hitting coach in the world, Kevin Kenny Long. I, I don't know what to say. Those two together, what they did in Washington last year, you clearly can see these guys are going to be monsters together. That's a three-headed monster of power that is just as good as any in Major League Baseball. So do they have a shot? Yes. Am I worried about their pitching? Yes.
4: Another team uh, got a lot of hype last year. Battled the injury bug last part of the season. Didn't quite live up to expectations. Not as much fanfare surrounding this team. I'm talking about the San Diego Padres. Uh, Were we maybe just a year too soon on the Padres hype train? And this is actually going to be their breakout season?
2: I want to say yes, because I'm a big believer in the San Diego Padres. I'm an ex-Padre myself. They're the team that called me up to the big leagues for the first time. So I, I love them to death, but... There's something that's really worrisome about the best player on their for in their franchise. And Fernando Tatis Jr. Getting into multiple motorcycle accidents this off season, <laughs> starting the year on the IL, which is an absolute nightmare. They've already had to make one massive trade for uh, a power hitter and Luke Voigt. They're doing everything they can to move Eric Hosmer. So there are problems over there with the San Diego Padres. However, there's one thing that the Padres have in that division that no other team has. And it's that starting pitching staff right now. If, This starting staff can stay healthy like they should have last year. You got you Darvish. You got Blake Snell, who is a former Cy Young award winner. You have Joe Musgrove, who I think is the best pitcher on that staff. Not to mention if Mike Clevenger can come back healthy at some point in this season, be a semblance of what he was in Cleveland. This team should be not only right up there with the Dodgers. This team could put, put the push the Dodgers to the limit, but they need Tatis Jr. back. They need Hosmer to finally Pick it up a little bit. He's got to get on base for some of these guys that can finally knock him in. We're talking to Cody
3: Decker, our good friend at Decker six. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. He'll let you, he'll point you in the right directions of all the things he does. I. It, I there's too many, Cody. I can't keep up uh, of where all the places you are. So you got about 90 seconds here. Let's get to the futures market. Uh, the awards, you mentioned some MVPs that you like any rookie of the year. Cy Young's fire them away here in the final 75 seconds.
2: We're going to go right here. We'll sit with Cy Young. I already told you my NL Cy Young award winner is going to be Max Freed this year. Right now is really good money on that. I think you should check out those odds. Find the, best, find the best one you can find. But I will say this on the AL side, not only am I sticking with another Southern California kid, I'm going to his same high school and graduating class, the Chicago White Sox on the south side, ace, I think Lucas Giolito is going to be this year's AL Cy Young Award winner. He's going to sign himself one hell of a contract. I hope it stays on the south side of Chicago. It's not looking likely. I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to end up becoming your rookie of the year. And unfortunately, it's not a sexy pick. He currently has the best odds to get it. And uh, right now, there's really no one else that's really coming up the ranks that's catching anybody's eye, except for maybe Torkelson over there in uh, Detroit. So right now, I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be your Rookie of the year.
3: All right. Max Freed, Lucas Giolito, Bobby Witt Jr. Those My are, man. Those are some of the futures play. Cody, we'll be keeping tabs with you, and whenever you show up, we'll just have you hang out like you did yeah. last time
2: for about an hour. I never sleep. Just please call me over. I want to come back. <laughs>
3: there he is. Cody Decker. Follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. One of our favorites will get you updated on
0: all the NBA action and that futures bet that Sean called me a hater about.
1: No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So, what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play Stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
2: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? they are also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's
0: home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DGW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
3: Draft your lineup to win cold, hard cash. Then chill. Play the fantasy baseball throwdown presented by Coors Light for free. Draft a winning lineup for your shot at a share of five grand in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Rockies. Now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment, 21 and over. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Did Rico
4: win? Uh, I don't know yet. I had the wrong game. <laughs> Seriously. So I went back and I looked it up. Well, <laughs> oh, look, I want to show it to you. Who's he got? They're all over. So he had Avalanche, Predators, and it was the Sharks. So he's going against you. Yeah. So he's on the reverse puck line. The Sharks minus one and a half.
3: All right. So he had Avs minus
4: one and a half. And yeah. was it was an underdog. I had the amount wrong too. Look at the amount at the bottom. Holy moly! <laughs> Did he place that bet? Yes. So he's waiting on the Sharks. They need to win by two goals. I thought it was the Stars. My guy Rico dropped a a dime on this. Yeah, to win 72.
3: All right, so are you now
4: cheering for the Sharks? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because you had Edmonton. Yeah, don't worry. I'll get my money back on (laughs) Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, Let's go, San Jose. Wow. Okay,
3: so once again, Sean's friend had... Avalanche on the puck line plus so reverse reverse puck line. They were line, the underdog plus two sixty five. That came home as the Avalanche won six four in Pittsburgh. He had the Predators on the reverse puck line plus two eighty. They won six to two over Minnesota, and now he's got the Sharks on the reverse puck line, which by itself would be plus four twenty five. And this was about a seven. This is a seventy two to one. Yes. Three-leg reverse puck line. And the, parlay. And the Sharks
4: went 1-0 after Holy 1. Holy
3: mackerel. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let's go Rico. We're pulling for Rico tonight. Um, that's Sean's buddy. Wow. <laughs> Holy moly. All right. San Jose up one nothing. Now I'm cheering for San Jose too, man. Let's pull for San Jose because my bet's done. Uh, Denver is not going to cover the 7.5 in-game that I took. Or get to the money line, so that's a, a losing bet by your boy. One twelve to ninety seven now, right
4: now. So the great nugget
3: hope didn't come through for you. No, uh, wasn't his fault. Uh, Nikola Jokic has forty one points, sixteen rebounds, and four assists.
4: Yeah, if, if four more, he'll he'll reach what Embiid had. Yeah, yeah. So he close. I yeah. mean, he live in the same neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
3: I know. Well, he doesn't live in the same neighborhood because he is an MVP, and he's going to win another MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He found out about the property
4: before Embiid. (laughs) Embiid was still in the other country.
3: Um, All right. Um, We have Bruce Feldman coming up, bottom of the hour. Bruce. Looking forward to that. I I was
4: looking at his uh, top ten.
3: So, Bruce put out a mock draft today. And uh, very grateful he's coming on the show today after this mock draft dropped. Bruce is my guy. And uh, he's he's the best, in my opinion. You know, no, there's no knock on any other college football reporter out there, but to me, Bruce is, uh, is the best. And uh, he had a very interesting mock draft. And once again, he is doing this based off of what he has heard. So he will give you more explanations on it, but this is based off of Weeks and weeks of talking to people around the league. And this was the mock draft that he put together. And if you're watching with us, Devin Lloyd being five to New York, the linebacker out of Utah, I think probably was the one that raised the most eyebrows. And then I tweeted about this again. We'll get more into this a little bit later in the show. But Kenny Pickett, not only does Bruce Feldman have him going six to Carolina, Todd McShay put out his most recent draft today, uh, mock draft. And he had him going six. And I think more importantly, Sean, for betting purposes, both Todd McShay and Bruce Feldman had Kenny Pickett being the first quarterback selected, which is something you could still get for plus 175.
4: And well, we talk- I think you to lock it in now. I don't think it's going to be there long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you if you, if you you like that, if, if you... I mean, I, I don't know. Because you said... So what you said, you know, implied
3: probability... One plus one seventy five is like thirty nine percent chance of happening. And I asked you when you broke down the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I said, "Would you make it a better than a you know 40 percent?" And you basically said, "Yeah, I would." Yeah. So, based
4: off of Scott Fitterer announced that Carolina's they're, taking, they're a taking a quarterback. they Six. Yes. yes. Right.
3: And Matt Rule, and this will be something I'm sure Bruce will tell tell us about because it was linked in his uh, article on the Athletic. Kenny Pickett. Verbally committed to Temple. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Rule went to Baylor and he went to Pitt. So there's already a connection there. Now I don't know if people are putting too much into that. Also, Kenny Pickett threw 42 touchdowns this year. So that was pretty good too. Yeah. So and then another thing, which we could bring up a little bit later, uh Matt Miller, who covers the draft for ESPN, he said he would not be surprised if Desmond Ritter went top twenty.
4: Well, where's Pittsburgh pick? Twenty. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think Pittsburgh's taking a quarterback in the first round, too.
3: I do as well. I think they really like Malik Willis, but is he going to be available at 20? Are they going to trade Maybe up, they're
4: saying Malik, and they like the guy that's most like Malik, except he's more advanced. Yeah. More experienced, has done it longer, higher level. That's Desmond.
3: And maybe, I mean, I don't know. I, it, I'm fascinated because, you know.
4: Poor Sam Howe. Detroit at two. Sam Howell was a consensus, number one, like top five selection when this college football season and, started. And
3: I didn't think he he just lost all this talent. I thought there were a couple good games, Sean, where he – body
4: showed show toughness?
3: Against Notre toughness. Dame, I thought he played – he had nobody around yeah. him. And I don't
4: know if people caught it with what they were doing, but it didn't look the same this year. Yeah, because he yeah.
3: – I mean, and that was the thing. Remember opening night, me and you bet against them at, at Virginia Tech. They were like a touchdown favorite. I'm like – You know, losing two pro receivers and Uh two pro running backs, that's going to hurt. It does. And their offensive line was terrible. But I actually thought Sam Howell, I give him a lot of credit for the year. I thought he battled and played in the bowl game. And, you know, I I thought he battled there. So,
4: you know, that means a lot to me. I know it does. Kenny
3: Pickett didn't. Knocked him for that.
4: So I wouldn't be selecting him. But, all right. Hey.
3: So, we're going to get to Bruce Feldman here in just a little bit. Lakers, by the way, up 44-39. They have to win this or they are officially eliminated.
4: Go bet the Suns right now. From the
3: postseason. Yeah, that's not a bad idea.
4: Take all the coins in the middle of your car. (laughs) Go in-game bet the (laughs) Suns. You know you have spare change in your car. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Could double it up. So, we just had Cody Decker on the show. We have the Major League Baseball season starting on Thursday. I made one NBA futures bet. Ben? It was under Nick's win total, 43. I have made one Major League Baseball bet under Nationals win total. <laughs> I got it at 71. You can get it at 71 and a half. At least you stayed in character. Games. So, here's the thing. I'm a Nationals fan.
4: No, you're not. I went to... First of all, no, you're not. You're not gonna sit here and say I'm a fan of a team and then take the under on your win total.
3: I know more about this team than any other team in the Major League Baseball.
4: Fan is short for fanatic. People always optimistic. What is the 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 motto
3: of this show? Pulling
4: for your pockets.
3: Thank you. That's right. And I am pulling for my pockets. I went to the first ever Nationals home game. I went to a World Series game. I was there when they beat the Brewers. I was. Spraying champagne in a bar when they beat the Astros in Game 7 in 2019. I was a part of a television broadcast of the parade, and they
4: stink. They are yeah, not it, a good baseball it team. There was an asterisk on that 19 deal, too.
3: 65 Why?
4: Because the Astros were cheating. And the so have they, they like, still beat them. Yeah, but they weren't supposed to be the AO representative. No. Who were? Rays. The Yankees beat them. You lost the Rays? I know, but they were sharing the information. You're the missing Yankees. on my whole groove here. It's your fault.
3: How is it my fault? It's not my fault that the Rays have never won a World Series, and my team has.
4: But I would never take the under on a Rays win total.
3: Yeah, because, yeah, because the Rays
4: are really good. And they're still, gonna, I can they're still take go, the under.
3: You could, but that would be a bad bet. I, I wouldn't, because the Rays that's are not go, a real fan. See, you can't sit here. How many baseball
4: with, teams are there? You
3: can't talk How many? 30.
4: Okay, so it should be 29 in your mind that you would take the under win total.
3: Couldn't disagree more.
4: Yeah. I
3: know more about this team than any other team in the league. You're not a fan, though. I bet that. No, if you're going to take the under, you're not a fan. See, I disagree. Let us know. I I disagree.
4: Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. If you are a fan of a team, can you justify going under the season win total? Yes. And still call yourself a fan? Yes. There's 29 other options out there. If they stink, then it's a good bet. And if they, guess what?
3: You're not a real fan. If it goes over, then I'm happy. I'm it's like, wow, they, they were ahead of schedule. I was going to do a whole thing here, tell the people why you should bet under. Sean has derailed the segment like he normally does. 65 and 97 last year. Their rotation is a disaster. Steven Strasberg uh, will start the season on the IL. Patrick Corbin has been one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball the last two years. Annabelle Sanchez was not in Major League Baseball last year. He's their third starter. The bullpen is in disarray. They've got Juan Soto. They've got Nelson Cruz. They've actually got a pretty decent lineup. In that neighborhood, the NL East, mm, under. Would have done longer, but, you know, Sean had to disrupt.
4: Uh, real fans don't let fans in for our underwind
3: totals. Pulling for our pockets. Bruce Feldman next.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Opening day and the opening round of the Masters are the same day. So that first week of April, which is this week, will be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We'll have breakdowns of every golfer in the field, plus future bets and matchups from the long shots, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Newman. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of the baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only 19 bucks. Head on over to VEASAN.com slash spring. Well, it is that time. Mock drafts are aplenty, and uh, we've had Sean break down quarterbacks already for us, as well as edge rushers. We will get some offensive lineman thoughts. Uh, later this week from Sean, uh, but a great piece out on the Athletic today from Bruce Feldman, uh, his mock draft based off what he has heard from the people he has talked to. And Bruce is kind enough to join us right now. And Bruce, uh, really appreciate you jumping on. And you know, when when it comes to the NFL draft, everybody's eyes gravitate towards that quarterback position. We know it's not superstar studded, but still, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter have, have gotten some buzz here as of late and your mock draft had Kenny Pickett going to the Panthers at six and being the first quarterback selected. So, you know, over the weeks of the people you talked to, uh, did this come as a pretty consensus thought that Carolina and Kenny Pickett made sense there at six?
5: Yeah. I mean, for a couple of reasons, guys. So, You know, you're talking about a guy who's who's very mature. He has improved a lot over his career. He played in a West Coast system. I mean, so I think there's probably less of a learning curve. And um, you're talking about a guy in this case who is sitting there at at six, if you're the Panthers. Well, Matt Rule needs to win soon. There's a guy who's probably got the least learning – has probably – probably the the smallest learning curve, I would say to get up and running to, to kind of be able to play. They, these guys know each other well, because you remember before Matt rule was at Baylor, he was the head coach at temple and actually Kenny Pickett was committed to go play for him at temple years and years ago. So I think there's a lot of things here that make some sense. I think Malik Willis has some, certainly a, a much bigger arm, and there's some wow talent in there. But he came and he played in Hugh Freeze's offense the last couple of years, which is really RPO heavy. I think he'll be a really good quarterback, but it may be a little more time just to develop and adjust to the NFL, where I think Kenny Pickett could hit the ground running and maybe give them a little better chance in the next year.
4: You know, here's what's so amazing about this, Bruce, and I'm a big Matt Rule fan. I actually got to do the Bill Walsh internship last year with the Panthers, so I got to see him up close. And I'm a big fan, but if they select Kenny Pickett, I doubt he'll be the head coach that sees Kenny Pickett become a good player. And when you look at the nine openings, uh, the Bears, Giants, Broncos, Dolphins, Texans, all teams that drafted quarterbacks, it may be a year where there really weren't any first-round quarterbacks as far as pure grade, and it's ironic that that head coach generally ultimately is the one that becomes the scapegoat. And the next coach comes in and says, Can you fix Daniel Jones? Can you get Justin Fields to play? You know, can you get Tua to live up to what we thought he was going to be? But Scott Fitterer, what he said pretty much summed it up. You know, we're probably reaching, but we have a void at the quarterback position. But tell me this. After all the history we know. Bruce, why would you pass on one of those offensive linemen when your offensive line in Carolina is in a state it's sin? To take a quarterback that yeah, I like, Kenny Pickett, it took him three years in Mark Whipple's system before he had the 42 touchdown year. So if it takes him a couple years to learn this new system and, and really become a good player, like why do teams keep making these same? You know, I'm not gonna call them mistakes, but decisions.
5: I think because you're sitting there thinking, can this guy be some version? And I don't think he's this, but can he be uh, a version of our Joe Burrow, you know, where Joe Burrow doesn't have the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert arm, uh, but he's a really smart quarterback. He's, he's, he's pretty athletic, which Kenny Pickett is. I don't think either guy has the wow arm. Now I think Joe Burrow Intangibles are off the charts. Haven't been around him like that year they led the national led the led LSU to the national title. But if you were telling me, also by the way, they're sick. If you were telling me Icky is there from NC State is still going to be around, I'd be like, ooh, Icky. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler for like ten years. Um, he's also a local guy. I mean, he is a he is a just. Um, I don't even know if I could use the terms like he is just a belief kicker, and that that mentality I think will be um, you know, will make wherever he goes better. I think Evan Neal would be a tough, but I don't think those guys are still going to be there. So if you're telling me that yes, they, you know, they could benefit from an offensive lineman, but if they're sitting there, you know, and those guys are off the board, I feel like there's a, there's a big step between those two and the next, you know, either next best tackle or do you sit there and, and sit there and try to sell yourself and say, Hey, we're gonna you're not gonna take Zion Johnson from BC. He's good, but you're not gonna take him that high. I don't know, if you trade down, you know, a bunch of spots and say, Hey, we're gonna take a good offensive lineman and hopefully get another pick, if we, you know, if somebody else is sitting there saying, Hey, I really want uh, I really want Devin Lloyd or they believe in Kayvon Thibodeau or something where it's there, I just think you're kind of at the mercy of how fickle the draft is gonna be whereas you know you need a quarterback and i think if you're Matt Rule and i you know you made a good point because if it doesn't work out somebody else is going to inherit Kenny Pickett from him and can they salvage him is his ceiling to be Andy Dalton i don't know i mean is that you know is are you, would you take you know look at the career Andy Dalton had would you take that with the 6th overall pick mm, that seems pretty seems pretty hefty price to pay so it's a, it's a tough spot for them.
4: It is, and uh, we'll see how it goes. It's interesting. Last year, Chicago took Justin Fields and Micah Parsons went right after him. I wonder if Matt Nagy's still the head coach, you know, if they play Andy Dalton and go with Micah Parsons. But speaking of quarterbacks, a lot of the headlines – But let me
5: ask you, uh, let me ask you on, on that one part, though. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, Micah Parsons is a generational talent. I'm right. not mm-hmm. sure – There's I don't think there's a Michael Parsons in this draft. And now, if – You said Icky was going to be Quentin Nelson, um, that kind of player. I know one's a guard, one's probably a tackle. But if you said he was going to be that, would you, you know, again, would you trade up to get him to get to the number three spot if he's there? Like if you're the the Panthers. I just feel like because the Darnold situation imploded for them because it didn't work out, you know, like there was just a bunch of stuff. And usually if you're in the NFL at that point, if you miss on something like that, it's almost like game over, it feels like.
4: Yeah, and you know, we don't have a whole lot of time because I have so many things I want to talk about because I'd be fascinated to hear your opinion on the 49ers and Trey Lance last year. What if they'd have taken Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase, so they have another Lombardi trophy You know, in that building. Right. Yeah, but, but let's just get back to this draft right quick because a name that we've been hearing that's kind of gaining some traction is Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter. Uh, Is this information factual from based on what you're hearing or is it some team just trying to blow smoke?
5: I I think there's some beauty in the eye of the beholder. I think people like his intangibles. They like his character. He tested really well at the combine. The only thing is, you know, I talked to some, some guys who faced him, and like, you know what? He, he doesn't play as fast as some of those numbers. And the biggest concern that the people I've talked to have with Desmond Ritter, and this is a, sharp stick in the eye in terms of your quarterback, as you, you know, you know, better than anybody is like, if they don't think you're accurate enough, um, then that that's going to be a problem. You know, I mean, he, he runs well, but he's not, he's definitely not Lamar Jackson kind of runner. Like you, he's going to have to win with his arm. Now, some people I talked to thought, you know what? He definitely got better throwing the deep ball over the last three years. And he definitely made progress. But I think there's others who go, you know, I just don't think he's accurate enough to be an elite NFL quarterback. And, you know, look, if you take him, I have him gone late in the first round where I think there'll be a little mini run of, I think some teams may trade up to say, Hey, they believe in Matt Corral or they believe enough in Desmond Ritter that if they made that move late in the first round, it's, it's, it's not like you're in the Panther spot at number six, where there's such a heavy price that goes for them.
3: We're talking once again to Bruce Feldman. Bruce, we got about a minute, and I think the biggest surprise—and I would imagine most people were stunned to see—you have Devin Lloyd going five to the the Utah or to uh, to the Giants. Excuse me. So we got about forty-five seconds. What led to you mocking Lloyd to number five?
5: I think he's a guy that football people love. Uh, He's the player more than any player I uh, did worked on this piece for the Athletic. I talked to six coaches all faced him. They did, they raved about him. There was nothing negative about him. Um, No, he's not going to be Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is a different caliber of athlete, but everything I've heard is he is incredibly versatile. He is, he can do everything you need out there. He's physical. He tackles well. He runs well. He's in coverage. He blitzes. He is going to be a guy who is going to go in and be an elite player in a very short amount of time. And that's why I could see teams falling in love with him over the last couple of weeks of this process.
1: You
3: can follow him on Twitter at Bruce Feldman, CFB. Read his work. Read this mock draft at The Athletic. Bruce, great stuff. We appreciate it. Bruce.
4: Appreciate you coming. My,
3: My
5: pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is. Bruce Feldman.
3: man great stuff from Bruce Feldman thanks uh, again for Bruce uh, for coming on uh, I always anytime he has an article out there uh, I dive into it and uh, I know you've gotten to know him personally yeah, that's my guy, years.
4: Man. Uh, I always tell him he's the uh, second most knowledgeable quarterback person in journalism
3: Todd McShay won
4: <laughs> Todd's my guy <laughs> but no one <laughs> referring to Todd. Um, all
3: right, I want to go through some of his article uh, once again. I don't want to give it all away, but um, it's a, it's a great article, and I think it has some some interesting factoids in there. Um, and uh, I think over the next you know hour or so, we're going to kind of dive in, get your thoughts on some of these players, and and how it can correlate to maybe the betting market. And once again, look what Bruce Feldman wrote is is what he had heard. So it's not nothing is is locked in. But I'll say this. Devin Lloyd is 50 to 1 to be a top 5 pick. I mean, you've made dumber bets in your life. You right? have. I mean, I'll just say that. If you could get it at 50 to 1, here's what I'll say about Devin Lloyd. I'll read what he said and I'm curious because we haven't broken down linebackers, so I don't want to put you in a mm-hmm. tricky spot because I know you like to dive in, you know, big time. But this when when I saw Devin Lloyd at 5, I was like, "Whoa, that that's surprising because you know, he mocked around early teens, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So this is what Bruce Feldman wrote up about Devin Lloyd going number five to the Giants. He said, this is what Bruce wrote, with neither of the standout tackles falling to the Giants, he had both Ikiakuanu and Evan Neal being gone by five. They go for the surest player at the position of need in the vastly underrated Ute star, picking him over a glitzy Pac-12 option Thibodeau. The Giants need help at both positions, but I expect the buzz about Lloyd to really build. The six foot three, two hundred thirty-seven pounder with thirty-three inch arms made a ton of plays for Utah, posting thirty-two TFLs in the past nineteen games.
4: He's basically Devin White, just a step slower. <laughs> that's
3: that's a pretty good. Comment. Yeah,
4: you know, and he's going to be a plug and play day one guy. I mean, the Giants need really good football players. He's a really good football player. I mean, I think because of the depth at receiver, and we'll get into receivers and o you know, tomorrow I think is when we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I'd take a receiver in the top five because I like some of the guys in the bottom of the top ten just as much. So, it makes sense.
3: So, here's some of the quotes about Devin Lloyd, who once again, Bruce Feldman had being mocked at five, and his, his mock draft is based off of, who he has talked to through the league. So he he put in, you know, the first paragraph as after spending the first 6 weeks or the past 6 weeks talking to coaches and experts inside college football as well as many NFL sources, I put together my mock draft based on those evaluations, mm-hmm. which I think is an important justification. So, here's what coaches said about Devin Lloyd, who he has mocked going 5 to the Giants. Quote, "I think he's a freaky stud." I love that kid. He can do everything. He can rush the passer. They blitzed him just enough. He's slippery, can get off blocks. He's tall and long. He can get in passing lanes. He's really instinctive. He backs it up on film. He's not just a a good test guy. Mm -hmm. Another coach. He's a sure tackler. He's sideline to sideline. Presence is great. They used him as a pass rusher. He did a good job using his length. He's a freak. I've liked him for a couple of years. In our room, we had the utmost respect for him. He's an elite player. Amazing player. He's so instinctive. He diagnosed plays and closed the gap in a hurry. He's also kind of the typical Utah defender in that he's a great tackler at the point of contact.
4: Yeah, that's what you want to hear as a player.
3: He's he was the leader. And we're of the talking defense.
4: about for those you just tuned in, We're talking about uh, Devin, Devin Lloyd, Lloyd yes. from Utah.
3: So once again, Bruce we,
4: Feldman has going five. number five to the Giants, and right now, uh, Devin Lloyd is fifty to one
3: at DraftKings fifty to one to
4: be in the, to top, be in the top five
3: top pick. So
4: worth, worth a little little.
3: Like I said, you've made dumber bets. One you know, or two, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're three weeks away from the draft, and someone who is as piped into the NFL and college football as Bruce is has him mocked number five. So. Bruce's top 10 and we showed it to you there Aiden Hutchinson going one and Travon Walker going two it, it it feels more and more Sean and I know we had um Matt Friedman on la- last week two weeks ago whatever it was and he had Travon Walker going one you love Trayvon Walker I love him the quotes that um <clears throat> that that um Bruce has I think are Pretty telling too, and very comparable to what you said about mm-hmm. Travon Walker when you broke him down, which was, "quote I think he might end up being might end up as the best of all these Georgia players. He's long, he's huge, he can rush his bleep off. He doesn't have all the technique. He's still very raw. I think there's some untapped potential there. So in your mind, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what you said when you broke these guys down was essentially you'd take the risk on Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson.
4: Absolutely, because the commitment to being great is there. The same things you hear that are a detriment when you uh evaluating Kayvon Thibodeau, complete opposite when you hear people talk about Trayvon Walker, how much he loves football. He's around it all the time. He's going to work his butt off. And unlike in George, he doesn't have to go to class. So, you know, football now is the occupation. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have to be off the field in this amount of time. Like I can go and, you know, stay in the building for four or five hours and really, you know, without having the time constraints become a great technician you know you're always battling you know time in college because they have class you can only meet for x amount of hours a week you don't can practice for x amount of hours a week you can't have them in the building in any team organized type situation you know over those time limits so you know football you can be there all day if you want to
3: the hutchinson thing
4: i mean nfl i'm saying you can be there all day yeah yeah
3: the hutchinson situation where pretty much Every mock you see has him going one to
4: the Jags. Yeah, I like Hutchinson. And you like him. I just don't think he has as much upside.
3: Right. And yeah. and what you said was it, it's all the – and here's one of the quotes, and I think this is exactly what you were talking about. It's the off-the-field stuff too. It's that he loves football. He's a So on film, I wasn't as impressed. But in person, he's a wrecker. It's the motor he plays with in combination with his speed and strength, his use of hands – You know, yada, yada, yada. Another guy, another uh, quote said, there's no question he's pretty, he's long, and he can rush the passer. I'm curious how he translates to the next level. I thought he was good, said one coach, not elite. In our game, he seemed a little hesitant. I thought we blocked him pretty well. He and Chase Young are not in the same ballpark. Young, bigger, twitchier.
4: Yeah, absolutely, 100%.
3: And, and I, that's I, and that's gonna be your number one
4: pick, yeah, more than likely. Cause I not if I was. Well, I know not if Jacks. you were doing it, but right. it, but that's it, it, probably what Trent Baalke is gonna do. Right. It's yeah. a like you said. He it's has a to safer, go safe. It's a safer pick. You know, when you get Christian Kirk, almost hundred million of the boss's money, you you, you better be safe. <laughs> number one pick, but I think Hutch is gonna be a starter. You know, if everything goes right, he might sniff a Pro Bowl or two. But I think that's his ceiling. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, he's probably going you know, to end up making Jacksonville home, sign his second deal there, be there for a decade, you know, be involved in the community. That's all great stuff. I think Trayvon Walker, if he continues to improve, can be NFL MVP. Like, so when I see them, that's the, the separation on the top end. You're not going wrong. You select either one. You know, but, man, the first round, I'm shooting for the moon. Like, I'm trying to get – Transcendent elite type talent. I told everybody last year Jamar Chase would have been number one pick. Come about Trevor Lawrence. Jamar Chase is once in a lifetime. Like you don't find guys that love the game of football like he does, that have his size, his speed, his catch radius, his body control. Like those guys don't come around that often. You get all these guys that are fast in the forty, but when you get in the game and you know that knee hurting, and you know they take a hard lick to the shoulder. You know, and it's cold outside. You know, they don't show up. You know, that's not the deal with Jamar. I'm, just, I'm looking for a transcendent talent. I thought Cal Pitts was that last yes. year. You know, so that's how I would approach. Maybe he will be if the, the first round in the they draft. They him the ball, right? So that's why if I was in Jacksonville, then Trayvon Walker would be number one picking the draft.
3: It it, it feels more and more likely. And Aaron, I don't know what I could look it up right now. Uh, what the odds for number two are? I, I think. What it's going to come down to, my guess is, and, and Bruce kind of mentioned this, and, and you've almost alluded to it, yes, the Detroit Lions need a quarterback, but Malik Willis and Trayvon Walker, like the separation. Uh, yeah, run, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. You got, especially And they have the 30-second pick. Right. Say it again.
3: Plus 250. I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I do too. I I, I think. I think the more we get closer, I think the more locked in the Lions get the Travon Walker.
4: It's like how the Sacramento King is gonna, you know, gamble. They just need good players. <laughs> like that can be great. Like, that's what Trayvon Walker is. I don't really mean, but hey, I hope Malik Willis goes first. I hope Kenny Pickett goes second. I hope somebody trades up the third and takes Desmond Ritter. Like I want all these guys to get paid. I'm just telling you. Gonna be under a different head coach than whoever selects them this year.
3: Well, the Masters, of course, starts on Thursday, and our Eldrick Brady Cannon will give us thoughts on Tiger and other best bets that he has heading in to Augusta.
0: Whether you whether you whether you
1: play